another live stream with uh, Freedom Broadcasters this week. This week we have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Clay Clark. His bio is quite big, so instead of me actually reading it all out, I'll get Clay in just a moment to actually read it out, or well, he doesn't actually have to read it out, he'll know it himself. But um, the main reason we got him on today was, I mean, he's an author of many books, he's done many, many things business-wise, podcasts, it goes on and on. But one of the main reasons we got him on today is because of the book he wrote recently. And as far as I gather, it was published last June. It was, so it was published quite early in the early stages of so-called uh, alleged pandemic going on. Um, it was called Fear Unmasked. It's quite a cool name for the cover. I like the cover on it as well. And before I actually get into the questions and stuff and pass the questions around to people as well, could you just give a bit of a background on yourself, Clay, and you know, bring people who don't know you up to scratch a small bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, I love your accent. And if I had one, I would sound like... <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I'm a father of five kids. Um, I've built um, many uh, multi-million dollar companies. Uh, I was named the SBA uh, Entrepreneur of the, of the Year for the state of Oklahoma. That's the Small Business uh, Administration's Entrepreneur of the Year. And uh, I sold my first business, which was called DJConnection.com. So it was the uh, nation's largest, one of the largest wedding and entertainment companies. So if you can imagine, I had to, uh, we, my company, we had to provide entertainment services for 4,000 weddings a year, uh, which turned out to be a personal hell. Uh, people had a great time at the wedding, but all the preparation, all the mothers of the brides, all the details, all the first dance, the father of the bride dance, the bouquet toss, the garter toss, you got to entertain people, deal with the logistics of sound, lighting, audio, video. There's a lot going on there. And so I sold the business. I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just invest in a few other businesses. Um, and now today I uh, coach with and or consult with 160 brands, some of which I'm partnered with, some of which I'm not. And uh, they do about $3 billion a year of revenue. And uh, so that's what I do. Um, and so if you're looking for a, to train your dog, some of your listeners might be aware of the franchise Tip Top Canine that I'm involved in. If you're looking to clean your carpets, some people might know the OxyFresh carpet cleaning brand that I'm involved with. Um, but all I can say is that all of that doesn't matter. And I view money, I view money to be a tool and not an idol. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think that's what maybe separates you guys. Uh, and I would like to think myself is that we view money as simply a tool. We do not view it as an idol. And for people who view money as an idol and the end game, the number one quest in life is to accumulate as much money as possible. Those people um, shall never see the kingdom of heaven, but also they can be bought and they will do anything for that money because they will do anything for their idol. And so that's maybe how I got involved in this. Um, and uh, I remember I was told by somebody, they said, Neil Ferguson, they said the name Neil Ferguson. They said, Neil Ferguson, said that 2.2 million people might die. And I said, who's Neil Ferguson? And the doctor buddy of mine says, oh, he's the head of the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. So I looked it up, and this took all of about 12 hours, okay? Just 12 hours of me looking stuff up. Less than a day. I mean, I, I usually work about a 16-hour day. I looked at this, and I'm going, Neil Ferguson is the head of the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. This guy, Neil Ferguson, is always wrong with his projections. He's always wrong. Furthermore, why are we listening to the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute? So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do some research and see who invested in the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. Turns out 
Amazon bought 100,000 vehicles from the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute. And I thought, why is Amazon needing to double its fleet? The only way they would need to double their fleet is if we all stayed home and bought from Amazon. I mean, that's a big leap. I mean, wow, why is McKinsey, the consulting firm, saying that Amazon took a big bet on buying 100,000 vehicles that they wouldn't need? And I looked at the timeline of when the Amazon vehicles were going to be rolled out. They had to be auto-wrapped. They had to be produced and auto-wrapped, ready to go. They needed to be out. It was really important. These vehicles had to be out by about February. And I'm going... February or March? What does Amazon know that we don't know? Wait a minute. They're the ones that funded the models. And right there, I'm going, oh, wow. So that's kind of where it all started to me is just following the money, following the money. Um, and uh, that was probably a long intro, but that's kind of where it all started. I'm just following the money. And based on that one Bible verse is that, you know, again, money is the root of all evil for the love of money, for, for the love of money is the root of all evil, evil. And that's a first Timothy uh, chapter uh, six, verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows for the love of money is the root of all evil. You ask, why is T.D. Jakes, the minister up there, talking with Dr. Fauci on Zoom calls, telling people to take the vaccine? Why is T.D. Jakes, why is T.D. Jakes, one of the most prolific African-American ministers in America, why is he up there with Tony Fauci telling people to take the vaccine? Look who pays him. You just got to follow the money, and that's what it's all about. Great introduction, uh, Clay. So after back of that, I'll get straight into um, the book itself. So you, you finished it in early June or published it in early June uh, last year, from what I gather. So the pandemic or so started, you know, February, March was gone on in Wuhan beforehand. Book, for, not, book was done on March 15th, by the way, just so you know. Wow. So, so, so off the back of that as well, actually. So the book is on the very early, early days of all this um, going on itself. So it opened up a question for other people as well. Um, people are not aware of it or don't know the book or before they were going to maybe buy it itself. Or I know the audio version is free as well and all that. Um, what are people going to uncover in the book? Because there's so many books coming out at the moment that are saying the truth this and the fact and this and the truth and that and so on and so on. And everybody has a slightly different narrative on their own version of the truth. So my question is, from when you wrote that book um, to basically now, is there any differences you would have changed or is that you see differently now? Any kind of aha moments to say, hey, look, actually, if I only put this in, things might be actually be different. No. Um, first off, I will tell the listeners, the book Fear Unmasked uh, was banned from Amazon for hate speech. Now, I want you to understand this. You could buy you could buy Mein Kampf, Adolf Hitler's book that teaches you how to remove an entire attempt to remove an entire population from the planet, a book that instructs you how to think about this mind comp. Okay. He's, this is from the book mind comp, by the way, if you're looking for a good time, don't read mind comp. Okay. So this is, it is Adolf Hitler. He says, if you tell a lie, if you tell a lie, I'm looking it up here for you. If you look if you tell a lie often enough, often enough, if you tell a big enough lie, I'm reading from Adolf Hitler. If you tell a big enough lie, and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. That book, Mein Kampf, said if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. That book, you could buy that, but Fear Unmasked, you couldn't buy it. 
And so again, for the love of money is the root of all evil. So what I did is I went to timetofreeamerica.com. I launched that domain, timetofreeamerica.com. And I encourage everybody, go there and download the book for free. Just download it, listen to it in your car. Um, you can listen to it. I, I teamed up with a musician to make it, but just listen to it and you'll learn it all. But basically there are three big ideas that everybody out there has to know, just three. And this time where the people in nursing homes uh, need a hug, they've been isolated for a year. In the time where your kids just need a hug, where they need to see a teacher's face and have a warm embrace, we're told we can't hug. We need to socially distance, okay? That, that's what we're told. In the time where we can't hug, I have this thing called the hug plan that I want to share with your, your, your viewers here. It all starts with this H, H as an H-U-G, H. It all started with hugely inflated models. Remember, the models said that 2.2 million people might die, okay? And for a pop quiz, who made the models? Neil Ferguson made the models, and Neil Ferguson was funded by who? Amazon and Bill Gates, all right? So the models that said 2.2 million people would die, those were false. And we know this because even Dr. Deborah Burks, had to, had, had, she had to get to the podium, the scarf queen. She's wearing all those scarves. She gets up there, and she says, um, many of you have probably seen the research, but the models that said 2.2 million people would die and 500,000 people in the UK would die. Those were off. And there, um, there's 20,000 people that are projected to die in the UK. Twenty, And you watched her and she had, and she said it and you could tell that if there is, if, if the woman does have a soul, you could see her. She's going, ah, because you can see the cognitive dissonance on her face. And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, you can watch it. It's, it's horrifying. And she says, the models were wrong. However, we can't uh, asymptomatic spreading, blah, 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 jargon. I hope nobody's listening. And I thought for sure at that point, okay, busted. This is over. But again, it all started with hugely inflated models. Then you, the, the ugly truth, the ugly truth that the PCR tests created by Kerry Mullis, those are false. You say, Clay, what's a PCR test? See, this is the problem. We have jargon. We have jargon. We have, if you're going to scale a company, you got to get all the jargon out and everybody has to be able to understand the words. If I'm going to manipulate you, if I'm going to lie to you, if I'm going to do bad things, what I want to do is I want to make sure you don't understand the language. So the models are just a projection based upon somebody's coding bias. It's not a fact. It's just, it's somebody's projections, all right? So the PCR tests, these are tests that take a small sample. So you shove that thing in your nose, you pull out a small sample, and it says, okay, look, it looks as though you have um, a, a little bit of a, of a sample of what could be um, a, a, a PCR test or, or what could be a coronavirus, okay? And those, those PCR tests are supposed to be set at 17 cycles. Think about it in terms of amplification. So right now, I'm about this far from the screen. We did a sound check. That's cool. Now, imagine I get really, really close. Stop. Some of you are saying, stop it. Stop doing that. But if I get really close, and I get really, and I'm just right up in here, and I'm really, I'm right here, ah, right there, you're going, stop it. I don't like this angle. That's what happens when you are at 40 cycles, okay? So the PCR tests are supposed to be at 17 cycles. You could say, oh, look. Here's some COVID-19. You zoom in at a certain point. What am I even looking at here? That's what's going on. So the PCR tests are supposed to be at 17 cycles, and now they're at 40 cycles. So what that means is that it's like your car's speedometer is telling you you're driving 400 miles an hour. You know you're driving seven miles an hour because you're not an idiot. 
You've been on the planet for a while, and you know you're driving seven miles an hour. You know you're driving seven miles an hour because old women using walkers with the tennis balls. I guess it's a universal thing. The whole world has put tennis balls at the bottom of walkers. Old women are going, could you speed up? And they're, they're lapping you. Old women are lapping you. Old men are saying, why are you driving so slow? What's wrong with you? you guys? You're seven miles an hour. If we had a massive number of cases of a truly deadly virus, we would also have a proportionate increase in the number of deaths. So again, we're asking to deny logic here. The models that said 2.2 million people would die, those were from the UK, an organization funded by Amazon and Bill Gates. All right, so H, you, the ugly truth, the PCR tests are falsely calibrated. Now, if you're listening right now, some of you are, your heads are exploding, your mind, you, what is happening? Okay, so I'm giving you the facts here, okay? And if you just text the number, you can text the number right now. Uh, you, the, the phone number is this. Text the word TRUTH to 918-552-5142. Text the word TRUTH to 918-552-5142. Again, the word TRUTH to 918-552-5142. Now, as a backup plan, don't do this to me unless it doesn't work because our system can only process 10,000 text messages per six hours and then it freaks out. You can text me right now on my cell phone, 918-851-6920. Someone just text it right now, 918-851-6920. And you just text the word truth to 918-851-6920. And I'm going to send you everything on here cited. So you're going to see a video of Kerry Mullis, the man who invented the PCR tests, saying, Dr. Fauci is a liar, and you shouldn't. We, we should not be using PCR tests. Why? Because they can be falsely calibrated, and you wouldn't know because you're a decent human, and you would assume that the medical leadership is not lying to you. But that's the problem. So again, we go back. We say, what? Hugely inflated models. We got that. Okay, if, I, if I'm a good teacher, everybody will get it. If you don't get it, I'm a bad teacher. Hugely inflated models funded by who, who Alex? Who? Boop, boop the Abdul Latif Jamil Institute, Neil Ferguson, funded by Amazon and Bill Gates. That's right. Okay. And then the ugly truth, the PCR tests are falsely calibrated. They're falsely calibrated to increase. That's why the World Health Organization said within 48 hours of Joe Biden becoming the president, they said, we need to lower the number of cycles. Cycles are amplification. So therefore you have lower positive tests. And then G, here we go. We say, well, G, the only way that we could possibly stop the spread is to grab away your freedoms. So we do mask mandates. We shut down schools. We close churches. We say you have to say stay six feet apart. And by the way, the virus is a very, very tall virus. So when you're in a restaurant, you, you have to wear a mask when you're standing up because the virus is tall. But when you sit down in the restaurant, you can take your mask off because the virus is, is, is not able to get down there. It's got a back problem. It can't get down there. And so as long as you wear a mask while you're standing, that makes sense. But when you're sitting down, you can take it off. Also, in Oklahoma, in many states, the virus only comes out at night. So it's a tall nighttime virus. Because at 1101, you got to shut down the bars because the virus comes out at 1101. It's a scary, tall virus. Now, in the book, I talk about this, but let's understand this, okay? Dr. Fauci. Yeah, you shouldn't wear a mask. You shouldn't wear a mask. You should wear a mask. We shouldn't shut down the border. We should shut. We should, we should shut down the border. We, you, you gotta wear no. You shouldn't wear a mask in a pandemic. It doesn't help the spread. No, you gotta wear two masks. 
<sighs> Dr. Fauci, that guy, folks, look this up. Everybody type this into Google. Here we go. Type it into DuckDuckGo. It says Fauci funded the controversial, controversial Wuhan lab. Okay. And then we type in Newsweek. Okay, folks, this is Newsweek. Come on, folks. We can find it. Here we go. There it is. Dr. Fauci backed, he funded the controversial Wuhan lab. So think about this for a second. The man that made the virus is on TV telling you how to protect yourself from the virus. And you might say, how do, I, I kind of want to make a virus too. How do I do it? Okay, let me tell you how you do it. It's sick. It's gross. It's demented. President Trump banned this kind of research. My good friend, Dr. Judy Mikovits has talked about this in her book, Plague of Corruption. Uh, our friend of our show, uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr., has been on the show talking about this. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read this to you from the Newsweek website. It's crazy. It says, many scientists have criticized gain-of-function research, which involves manipulating viruses in the lab to explore their potential for infecting humans because it creates a risk of starting a pandemic from accidental release. Let me, let me just translate that. Imagine that your good friend Carl... Your good friend, Carl, you know, Carl, we're all, we all know a Carl. We all know a Carl or a Dave. And you said, Dave, what were you doing this weekend? And Dave says, I suffered through this interview where they brought on the worst guest of all time, Clay Clark. He was on the show. It was really bad. But then I went to a bat cave and this is where I had fun. I went to the bat cave. I wrestled out a naturally occurring bat out of the cave. Come on, bat. Let's go. I mean, it was, it's tough to get a bat out of a cave. Get the bat. And then I mixed the bat tissue with fetal tissue, but it wasn't good enough to mix it with baby tissue, murdered baby tissue. I needed fresh but never frozen baby tissue. So I had to make sure that the baby that they murdered post-birth, that baby was never frozen, it had to be fresh, and I mixed it all day, and then I came up with a virus, and I tested it on people to see if they died to see if they could get it. But the good news is I successfully made a virus. I've labeled it. I've put it on the NIH website. I've documented it. And in 2015, I went ahead and wrote a paper about it that said that if you take hydroxychloroquine, you won't die from it. So I made a virus and I made a treatment for a virus. And that's what I did this weekend. If, if you knew somebody who said that, you would want to slap them around. What the hell's wrong with you, Dave? Carl, you mean you're taking naturally occurring viruses from a bat or a mouse? And you say, Clay, how can you verify this? Well, first off, if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, you can see it all there. Or let's do a search for the word humanized mice, fresh but never frozen FDA. You probably have it saved as your favorites. I'm sure most people look for that. It's a, just a great time. You look it up here, and there you will find that the FDA paid for fresh but never frozen human fetal tissue parts for use in, for use in the creation of humanized mice. We're talking about Dr. Evil here. So, again, hugely inflated models, the ugly truth of the PCR tests, we're grabbing away your freedoms, and now... And now, just now, I mean, just on Fox, like, uh, what, 72 hours ago? Finally, somebody on Fox did the research and found out what I've been saying for nine consecutive months. Fauci created the virus. Dr. Fauci created the virus. And you go, 
oh, but you know what? I'm going to take the vaccine because I, I'm going I'm to do it safe. Okay, let's bring this up. Who may, Who's making the vaccines? Who's the big guy making? Oh, Bill Gates. Did you guys know? I'm sure you know, but I'm maybe people don't know. The world's most prolific pedophile. Now, I have five kids, okay? So when I hear the word pedophile, I, I'm going, no, you can't come over for dinner. Think about this. B Bill Gates chose, chose. When you're a billionaire, when you have time, by the way, I have time, freedom, and financial freedom. Why? Because money can buy time. I pay someone to mow my lawn. Right now, I'm doing this show with you. I'm paying other people to do things right now. I have a big team of people, and I bought back my time. I pay people to do tasks. So right now, Adrian is assembling a speaker system because I'm going to go paint the new office. Anyway, he's doing that for me. I need to have music while I'm painting. I'm paying people to do that, okay? But if you don't have the financial capacity, you get stuck in meetings you don't want to be in. You have to do stuff you don't want to do. Bill Gates could do anything he wants to do with his time. And he chose to befriend the world's most prolific pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, after Jeffrey Epstein was convicted of being a pedophile. Let's do a timeline. Did Bill Gates hang out with Epstein? No. Jeffrey Epstein gets arrested for being a convicted pedophile. Then Bill Gates reaches out to him. Then he begins spending the night at his house. What? And you might say, well, what was Jeffrey Epstein working on? Did you guys know that Jeffrey Epstein was trying to create his own race of people? So if we type this into Google right now, type in Jeffrey Epstein creates his own race of people. You'll see New York Times back when they reported the news says Jeffrey Epstein hoped to seed human race with his own DNA. What? Jeffrey Epstein, according to The Guardian, reportedly hoped to, ho hoped to develop the super race of humans. So you've got people making viruses using late-term fetal tissue, Dr. Fauci, people hanging out with pedophiles, Bill Gates, people making their own race of people, and that's who we're listening to? I don't care what religion you have. I don't care what faith you have. That stuff is sick. So would I add something to the book? No, um, but I would probably just, I don't know, yell about it more. I mean, I have been on so many shows. I've been kicked off of Instagram and Facebook, and my buddy Lynn Wood and I were doing these fireside chats, and they took Parler off of the internet. By the way, Parler was on the Amazon servers because those shows were so viral. So I would not add anything to the book, but I, I would just say, we're in a microwave society. You guys are thoughtful people that can think. And unfortunately, I probably would have wrote, written the book with less words. It would, have been, it would have been more of like a booklet where it would just point out hugely inflated models, cite it, ugly truth, PCR tests are inflated. Gee, they're grabbing your freedoms. And then I would have attached the Rockefeller plan. And the Rockefeller plan, or you might call it Event 201, or you might call it uh, the tyrannical takeover of the world. You might call it one world government. And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com and you can just read it, the Rockefeller plan has been around since 2010. And it explains in great detail how we're going to introduce a virus into the world. We're going to then demand lockdowns, lock and step. Every country's on the same page. Quarantines, curfews, forced vaccines, and then take us all to concentration camps. And wow. So that's what I would have done. I would have made the book shorter and then added the Rockefeller plan. Have you guys been reading the Rockefeller plan? Yeah, it's just gross. So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
Fantastic. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is obviously it's uh, to people who are new to this kind of stuff as well. It's been around for a long time. What you're talking about, the Rockefeller plan, I mean, the Rothschild, all, all the banking families that go back to the crown itself. I mean, it goes back generations upon generations as to how this all happened. And like we've been saying for a long, long time, this is no accident. This is no coincidence. This is all well planned, well orchestrated, well in advance. You're right in what you're saying about uh, we've said it many times as well in the show that without the PCR tests and um, because that test was people say like, oh, why did they pick a bloody test that doesn't work properly then, you know? It's like, well, that's exactly the type of test you need because you can manipulate the bloody things in the background. And people say, like you've said as well, why do you get Professor Neil Ferguson? Because over the last two decades, every model he has done has been like thousands of percent out of caliber. I mean, completely off the wall kind of stuff. But that's exactly who you get in. Right. That, that's the kind of guy you want to get into. So he'll blow the scales off the wall and put people into fear. And that's how everything is controlled, of course, by the by that word fear itself. And it stopped people from thinking that I know very well. They've paralyzed their minds over the last 10, 11, 12 months or so. They're no longer able to think anymore as to what, what is going on. Um, and it's so without the propaganda and the, and the fear from the media that are orchestrating and driving all this as well yeah. in the background, um, this wouldn't have been possible 10, 15 years ago or so because you wouldn't have had Silicon Valley to the height it's at today well, to drive this. I have one little comment here. Um, I am... And when you're in business, you meet people and they connect you to people and, you know, you get invited to dinners and stuff. And if you, if you don't really ever speak out, you know, you keep getting invited to more dinners and things. Well, anyway, one, one time actually it's happened multiple times, but it's just kind of a funny story. I got asked clay, you know, there's a radio show. Okay. Could you fill in for the radio show? Is that, could you fill in your, you know, I like your show, you know, could you fill in? And for people that don't know, our, our Thrive Time show, we put out, you know, about 10 to 12 shows a week, every week. So we have thousands of shows. Okay. So we have millions of listeners. And so I uh, get asked, can I fill in for the, I said, sure, I'll fill in mainstream media. It's a morning show. Picture a three hour talk radio thing. I get there. Cause I know if I'm going to be on the air at six, I want to be looking at my notes for four. I want to be looking at my notes at least two hours before I go on. I want to be fresh. I want to be cited. Everything I've said on today's show so far is all cited. That's why I freely give out that number because I want you to not believe me. Now, the media, though, doesn't, they, they, they believe that you're going to believe them because of the way it's packaged. All right. So if you gave someone a fake ring, like a cubic zirconium ring, and you put it in a Tiffany box, most people would believe it must be a real ring. Okay. I had a super shady friend in college that's no longer a friend. It was an acquaintance. And he was telling me, dude, will you vouch for me? that the ring I'm going to give that girl is an actual diamond. I could save so much money and only you would feel bad only because I don't feel bad. Only you would feel bad. And he had literally plotted that out because how many people would take the ring to the ring store to have it investigated, you know? So a lot of people judge things based upon the packaging. All right. And these nefarious people know that. So I'm getting there to the morning show talking to the producer. And I said, uh, well, what, um, what, what am I going to talk about here? And he says, well, we're going to give you the AP wire the weather channel information, the crime report, and then you're just going to read that. And I'm going, what? Oh, I, I mean, I got to vet it before I say it. I, I mean, I got to read it first. So I'm not exaggerating. I, I read it, and probably seven out of eight things that were on there were not true. So I, and, I, and I'm not, I don't, again, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Again, First Timothy 6.10. I know that I'm not going to come back on the show again as a result of this, okay? I, I've made that decision. So I say, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Yada Yada show. And I'm filling in for Yada Yada today. And I want you to know the weather, there's a strong chance it might rain or not. Uh, it could be hot and or cold. And the traffic could be incredible or not, not significant at all. 
Uh, but as it relates to things you can focus on, let's talk about how to raise great kids. And I focused on that. And the producer's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm going, I'm filling in for three hours. You know, he's like, you're supposed to say that this tire company is great. And I'm like, I don't buy tires from them. And he's like, you're supposed to say that the weather is going to be, you know, this weekend. You don't understand. Most people watch the weather. We've got pre-tornadic patterns that might cause a tornado. We got to get people to watch the news tonight. You didn't do the hook at all. And we've got right now, that's a big political thing. There was a shooting. And if you don't talk about them, I mean, this is a big, hot issue right now, gun control. You can't not talk about it. So I go, okay, next segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now we're back for segment two. Uh, the following uh, commercials that were played were from a tire company that I've never bought those tires. I actually buy tires from this store over here. He's a friend of mine, and I get them about half that price. And they're like, in the window, like, stop it! And I'm like, and uh, the weather, they'd like for me to convince you the weather could be bad tonight, because if the weather is bad tonight, you're going to watch the news and not spend time with your kids. Let's go back to talking about your kids. Now, the best way to protect your kids is with the Second Amendment. You see, the Second Amendment upholds the First Amendment. The Second Amendment gives us the right to bear arms so that a tyrannical government can't take over. So there was a shooting, but if you think about how many people are in this state and how many shootings there are, you're more likely to die from a death in a hospital. Folks, did you know that 250,000 people died last year from hospital accidents? Anyway, back to raising great kids. And I just kept doing it, and it was like, it got crazy. I mean, they were yelling at me. People were, it was, a lot of cursing was happening off, off the screen. But that, that set me on a rabbit trail. So I reached out to my friend who's a weatherman, and I said, weatherman, I've known you for years. Be, be, shoot me straight. When you were on the, because he was the top paid guy in this particular city, did you ever read the weather reports before you talked about them? He said, oh, no ever. I mean, just, it just all comes in from the same thing. You just read it. And I'm going, you gotta be kidding. Like, Do you think I actually look at the Doppler sonar thing and look around to see the weather patterns? I'm just reading a script, bro. And I'm going, get out. And it just blew my mind. So then I met a top anchor who I knew. And I asked her, you said some pretty intense things last, you know, recently on the media. This was about Donald Trump. Actually, this is before he was elected. Um, Do you actually despise him? Or do you even know that that's true? And she says, I, I'm just reading the words. So it's like the guy at Walmart or Target or the grocery store or the gas station who says, it's just my job, just following orders. So the critical thinking is just not occurring. And that that is alarming to me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's well, um, thank you. Yes. Go ahead, Grace. Well, what? thank you. Thank you, Clay. Um I am Grace Asagra, and I'm the host of Quantum Nurse Podcast. I'm a registered nurse, and I grew up in the Philippines um, in a godly family and uh, Protestant family, and I carry the tradition with me, and I embraced all the other people in the United States whom I met from different faith and religion. So it was a beautiful experience for me. Yeah. But my question for you is, what... As, as, as I know you're a God-fearing person, but I don't even want to call it God-fearing. You're a God-loving person because we don't need to fear God. What, what, what happened that when we were taught that when in such a difficult situation, if all else fail, if men fail us, the only thing that will never fail us is God, the creator, Allah, the source. But, but what happened? That the first thing that they said, close the churches, no more hugging, as you yeah. said. And so it's take us to that story. Well, okay. Um, I was born in 1980. 
Uh, somebody out there listening right now, you might be saying, 1980? You have to be credible. You're only 40. Somebody else says, 40. You're, you're too old to tell me what to do, bruh. bruh. So just let's take that out for a second, okay? I'm 40. I'm white. Uh, I grew up without money. Um, let's just get all that out there. I, I, I run a successful company. Um, but I'm in a country that made that possible. Let's just get all the biases. Let's go ahead and work through that. I'm a Christian, which believe I do believe that the Bible is a literal document inspired by God. I believe every word in there is true. So let's just get all those biases out there. And I'm going to start with this first idea. The first idea, there's, there's, well, there's two big ideas we need to uh, discuss. The Bible is a great big book, but in my mind, it has a beginning and an end um, in terms of the logic. So Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. What does that mean? I fear God and nothing else. So I have received death threats, crazy text messages, you know, I've had weird stuff. I have people that follow me home to kind of protect my safety. I can go on and on about all the persecution I've encountered, and many of you have probably ran into more of that. But the point is, I do not value my life on the earth. If that makes any sense to anybody, I believe that the entire purpose for being here is to serve God. Now, I do a really, really bad job. So that's why if you read the Hebrew language, the Bible was written in Hebrew. There's not a word for the word. The word hero doesn't exist in Hebrew. In God's language, there's not a word for hero. So don't put your hope in me, okay? So get this idea. We don't need to be putting our hopes in men because all men, myself included, I'm going to drop the ball. I'm going to let you down. You know, when my dad died of Lou Gehrig's disease, I remember I was in the parking lot and a minister came up to me and he's like, it's like you don't even care that your dad died. Like, it's weird. Cause I was just out there, you know, I didn't, I didn't appear to be super upset and I was out there by my Hummer and he came out and was like, are you, aren't, aren't you upset? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, I believe my dad died and therefore he's in heaven, which is supposed to be a good thing. I actually believe that. So I'm actually excited for him because Lou Gehrig's was terrible. So I'm excited for my dad. So however I need to look right now to communicate that I cared about losing my dad, I'm, I'm actually happy. And I, and it isn't just a game. I literally believe that. And I kept having that conversation all week. And people kept saying, it was the weirdest thing. You were happy at your dad's funeral. What is wrong with you? I mean, seriously, people were mad at me that I was happy that my dad got to go meet God. It was the weirdest thing ever, you know? And so I recognized at that point, a lot of people didn't believe that the Bible is literal or that eternity exists. So people were afraid of death. People are so afraid of death, they're willing to give up their everyday life to avoid death. I mean, think about how many human years were lost this year. How many weddings were canceled? How many basketball games were canceled? How many birthdays? How many people died in the nursing home by themselves to protect themselves from death? So one, fear of the Lord has been removed. You just need to understand God's watching everywhere. Even right now. I mean, we got to have, think about that. Is what I'm saying true? I mean, that's why I cite everything I'm telling you, because God's watching. It is a culture. See, I was born in the 80s. This is what I was taught about middle school. I remember my, my history teacher. He taught that maybe God might exist, but probably not. 
maybe God existed, but probably not. Thus, my age, my people my age, began fearing death and not fearing God. If that makes any sense at all. So now they're like, I don't know if God's watching, so I'll just kind of say whatever. Let me go back to this, 1 Timothy 6.10. Again, I, I say this to you. For the love of money is the root of all evil. So what happens is, is people now have replaced God with the love of money. So instead of a love of God, people love money. And I, and I watch it all the time. So I made a little list here I wanted to share with your listeners of things this week I could have done to make more money that I didn't. And if you're listening right now and you don't agree with me, it's fine. I have had every weed shop in America. And if you like weed, I'm not going to judge you. I'm just saying. Every weed shop in America reaches out and says, dude, I went to Thrive Time Show and I saw your average client grew by 104% last year. So I want you to help me become the weed winner, the champion of Bud, the man who is so intense. I want to be the marijuana king. I want to be, it's going to be and people. And I go, I, I'm not willing to work with you. And my, my call screener, the, the booker, or the people we, we work, these people, we, every day we have people reach out to me, want me to help them grow their business. And I won't do it. And they always say, well, why? And I say, I just personally feel it's not something that, that I would want my kids or family to be involved in. So I'm going to say no to that. Then being on this show with you, I think we negotiated a fee where I make $0 and then no good deed goes unpunished. So I'll get complaints as a result of this. So as a result of sharing the truth, I will get someone who will email me. It's going to happen. You're a sick. I bet you think that people are going to unzip their face and become lizards. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but people will, you're sick. I bet you're big into aliens too. I bet you are crazy. Have you been, and so I know again, but Matthew 5.10, this is from the Bible, Matthew 5.11, from Matthew 5.11 from the Bible, that's a hot verse. It reads this, it says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you. Someone should look that up. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. So somebody wasn't taught that. So when you send me a hate message, I start to think, I'm blessed. Ooh, I am really blessed. Oh, keep I'm somebody, somebody must be really blessing me. I'm over the target. I'm taking flack. So we, we took out fear of the Lord and we replaced it with the love of money. And now let's talk about, again, I made a list of ways I could have made more money. One, I could I had a person who wanted to sign up as a new client today, and the only time they could meet was now. Seriously, after we booked it, they want to become a client. That's great. But I said, I can't do it. So we had to move the appointment. We said, we're not available. And so we're doing the appointment later this week on, uh, let's see here, we got it. Yeah. So we got it seven o'clock on Tuesday night because I couldn't do it right now. But you, and, and maybe they're not going to be a client now. But you, and then, so you, you turn down money to be on the show to share the truth. Maybe you don't work with a certain client. Um, I have a lot of rules. Like I'd never work alone with women. No, none. if you work alone with women, it's fine. But I just, I know humanity. I know that I am a jackass and I know that I have five kids and I do not ever want to put myself in a, in a situation where even an allegation of an inappropriate conversation could occur. So I'm, I'm, I'm always surrounded by never alone with women. I can go on and on and on. And I do all that because I just want, I fear, the, I fear God and I believe that, that he's watching. And I also believe that the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is just a tool. Um, when you hop in your vehicle and you put in unleaded fuel or whatever fuel you put in, diesel fuel, to go from A to B, I don't think anybody out there should be passionate about the fuel. You shouldn't be pumping the gas going, oh, it's, it's so good. I love you, fuel. 
love you fuel. And then just sit in your car all day. Go, I love fuel. I love the dinosaurs that died for the fuel. I love the carbon. I love the compaction. The point of the fuel is to get from A to B. That's the purpose. The purpose is to get from A to B. Loving money is a lot like loving fuel. It's like pulling into the gas station and hugging it and going, this is all, give me all the fuel I can get. And just buying houses and cars. And I drive a freaking old Volvo. And people say, why do you drive an old Volvo? Because I can. If you scratch it, I don't care. If you dent it, I'm not going to park four and a half miles away so you don't hit my car with and ding it in the parking lot. I'm going to drive. If my kid, I have five kids. If someone throws up in my car, usually the one next to him, the other kid looks at the kid who just threw up and they're going, I want to throw up too. And it just becomes, and, and I don't care because I don't, I don't love my possessions. I don't love money. And that's the problem. We've become a materialistic society where people now view Bill Gates as the world's most prolific philanthropist, as opposed to a man who's been banned from countries as a result of testing his eugenics. It's crazy. I mean, this guy is literally making vaccines that maim, hurt, and kill people. It's his most profitable thing because he's convinced governments to pay him. It's the craziest thing about this. Bill Gates was a nefarious, monopolistic software man who made his money by forcing you to have windows on your computers. And now he's forcing people to take vaccines. And because he spent two decades donating to himself, people are going, well, okay, we should probably trust it. I mean, that's crazy. And we've we got Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg was so involved in tampering our elections, and he's on the cover of Forbes. We have Lady Super Satanic Gaga. She's up there singing at the White House inauguration. Just look up her life. I mean, you got Tom Hanks. Why doesn't everybody just go to DuckDuckGo and type in Jeffrey Epstein Island? And look at all the people that flew on the plane. All the people that hung out with him. We've got Luciferians that we celebrate because... We love money now. We don't love God for the love of money is the root of all evil. So now we look up to people who have the most money. I look up to you people. I look up to you people. You five people, that's the people I look up to. Seriously, you give, give me a book about you people. I don't care about Bill Gates and all these money hoarders. I mean, if you if you buy into the thing that the end all be all is to chase money, you're you're not gonna life's not gonna go well for you. Thank, Thank you so much, Clay. I just want to acknowledge our viewers and listeners, you know, viewing from different parts of the world and they have certain comments. And by the way, thank you. I know some of them are nurses, so I'm happy because, you know, I want my nurses to be with me. And some comment says, um, I give all my nursing home residents a hug. Virus is a contagion, is a myth. And then... He said, people don't listen to real facts. I try to show them and tell them. I know everything you're saying is correct. I have been an RN for 28 years, and I have been researching this lie for a year. And uh, he said, Enviro pig is a pig and a mouse. Isaiah 66, 17. And people are afraid they're going to die. I don't think they're going to wake up. There are things worse than death, like losing your freedom. Amen to that. Amen. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and we absolutely don't need gene therapy. And so my entire family thinks I am crazy. Okay, join the club, <laughs> because how could this entire thing be a scam? So thank you for the comment. I have, um, again, more Bible. I, I'm sorry to give you 
so much Bible. Someone says, stop giving me more Bible. But I just want to make sure I give you just a little more Bible. Um, and the Bible, well, it's been taught wrong in America and most places for a while. So it says in the Bible, it says, don't let, don't, don't let, don't let it be thought that I've come to bring peace. Okay. But I've come to bring a sword. And you're going, where did it say that? What are you saying? What are you, what are you saying? What are you typing over there? I'm going to read it to you. It says Matthew chapter 10, verse 34 says, think not that I, as in God, think not that I have come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. No, 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 no. See, somebody, you said, I, I, I don't want to hear that part. Okay, let's continue. It says, for I have come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. What? And a man's foes shall be in thy own household. Sounds familiar. Well, too soon. Well, too soon. Matthew 10, 37 reads, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. What? And then Matthew 10, 38 reads, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. What am I saying? I have lost many, 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 many friends this year or people that I knew. So I'm going to ask everybody out there, let's take a second. Let's get a piece of paper. Let's write down what, what, what does it mean to be a friend in your, in your mind? I, I would say this, somebody that I spend time with and I share their values. To me, it's time and values. It, 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 at the end of the day, if we share values, which all of us share the values, we share value, values, and I spend time with you, we're friends. So when I went to Oral Roberts University, I sat down next to a very, very large black man by the name of Eugene. All the black guys sit at ORU. It's so funny. It's a Christian college, but like every college, it's like all the black people sit together, all the white people sit together. And I just, I can't do work, the life. I can't do it like that. It's not like a, I'm not on a moral high ground. I just cannot do it that way. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I've always been the guy. I'm not going to come to the party and then sit with you. I'm going to sit with other people I don't know and get to meet them. So I go over there and I'm like, what's up, man? And he goes, who are you? We're still best friends today. And I said, uh, by the way, Eugene, if you're watching, what's up? So I said, uh, I'm white lightning. <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, I'm white lightning. What's your name? But he goes, Black Thunder. And we hit it off. And to this day, we're like the best of friends. He's now a lawyer. He's 41. I'm 40. And people always are like, so uh, how'd you guys meet? And he's like, dude, this guy came up to introduce himself as white lightning. And my wife's best friend, uh, Sharita. Uh, Sharita Bent, she happens to be black. But both of those friendships have nothing to do with race. Because my best friend is black, I'm not trying to take a diversity photo so I can be on like a Verizon commercial. I'm not doing that. All I'm doing is I'm saying, show me somebody who I share values with and I'll spend time with them. And so some of you, not your listeners, just me, I'm sure, we've been hanging around people based upon geographical convenience based upon what your name is in the alphabet, who you sat by at college, what sports team you got put on through entropy and randomness. And now you're at a variance. Now the enemies are in your own household because you started dating her because she was cute, but you never had that thought about, do you actually believe that our unalienable rights come from God and that governments are instituted amongst men to uphold those rights? Or do you believe, do you like, the government to be in charge of everything. We, you probably never had that conversation because you're probably making out. People were probably making out. They were probably being lascivious. You know, people were probably uh, infatuated. 
People were probably doing what they're doing. And then all of a sudden they're going, oh, no. Now, thank the Lord Jesus that my wife, Vanessa, and by the way, if you want to see my wife, she did, she did a show recently on the His Glory YouTube channel. She never does interviews, but she did one. I was begging her, you got to do it. Um, but our son was born blind. Okay. My son was born blind in 2000. And, uh, and when, he was, when he was blind, this is around 2007, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Napoleon Hill Clark, he couldn't see. And we had our Matthew chapter 10 moment there because I didn't believe in Jesus or God or healing or anything. And I said, we've gone to the Dean McGee Eye Institute. We know he's blind. We've gone to other optometrists, Dr. Groves. He's not going to see, and I need you to stop praying in my house. I was like Newsom, Governor Newsom from California. I, I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm just being real. I was like Governor Cuomo. I was worse than Whitmer, the governor of, of Michigan. I was like the Fauci of my house. And I said, stop praying. I mean, I literally did. I said, stop praying in this house. I cannot handle it because I didn't believe the Bible was a literal thing. I didn't believe in God. And I did it. And I kept doing it. And I was, I'm, I, I'm so thankful that only I and everybody watching this know this story because I would feel bad. I mean, it was the worst. And I went to Sam's club and there's a book called God in my corner by George Foreman. And uh, I, I was there. I, I hated religious books, hated books about God, hated the Bible, because it's like, oh, come on. I'd have to have faith to believe this thing. I don't have faith. I just, I just go to church. And so I, you know, I'm like, I don't have faith. I just go to church. I like the music, you know. Uh, so I go, and, I, and I, I told my wife, I said, I feel like I need to buy the book. And she says, well, buy it. And I'm like, but I don't want to. And she says, well, then don't. And I'm going, well, I feel like... I need to. So we were driving down the road. I had to read it out loud to me. We get down to, uh, we're in Florida. We're in Destin Beach, uh, Florida. My wife's been praying nonstop, putting up with my jackassery for months. And I go, okay, God, in the book, you said that you healed George. George Foreman said that you healed his, uh, his family member who was in a coma. And George Foreman made a silent prayer. He said, if you'll heal my, uh, um, my, my, I think it was his nephew. If you'll heal him, uh, get him out of the coma, I'll retire from boxing and become a pastor. George Foreman actually said that in the book, God in My Corner. It talks about that. And uh, um, he he gets a call in the locker room. This is before cell phones. And they go, George, you got a call. He picks it up. Hey, your uh, nephew's out of the coma. And he goes, oh, looking around going, did anybody hear that? So he goes out there and tries to fight. He says, I got no energy. It's like a Samson moment. His trainer says, you just got your butt kicked by somebody who's much worse than you. What's up? And he's like, I have to retire and become a pastor because I made the commitment to God. And so I said, God, if you could heal my son, I'm a DJ, guys, a disc jockey at this point. I'm playing music at the Yucatan liquor stand. I'm doing Thirsty Thursday. I'm doing, I'm hosting like dance contests, every bad thing. I'm like the promoter of that. You know, I'm like the promoter of the eight mile Eminem video you're watching. I'm like the guy who's do I know, no. And I, and I, and then I, and then, so I'm reading uh, uh, this book called straight from the gut by Jack Welch. I'm reading it. And my son grabs my highlighter. He grabs the highlighter and I look at him. And for the first time he made eye contact with me, never had smiled at me because his eyes were rolled up in his head like a blind person because he was blind. And I, I'm like, oh, yeah. and I said, Vanessa, and I'm just yelling 
and she's out by the beach there, you know, and I'm like, Vanessa, he can see. And she goes, I told you he would see, but like not anger, but she just had said it with this faith. And I, 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 I he can see. And I called Dr. Groves, the, the optometrist. And he says, Clay, I've told you he's, he's blind. Your son can't see you're losing your mind, man. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So we drove all the way from Florida to Tulsa. We had an ice storm at that time and there was no power in Tulsa. We met him with little flashlights and he did the same test. And he's like, he can see. And I'm like, oh, crazy. So I called George Foreman. I called George Foreman. You say, how do you call George Foreman? He has a gym down there. I call his son, Red. He All of his kids are named George. It's crazy. All of his kids are named George. Red answers the phone. He's like, what's up? This is Red. And I'm like, Red, was your did your dad actually pray? And then the, the cousin, the, the, the nephew, get out of the coma? He goes, well, yeah. And he says, he, that's why my dad's a pastor now, bro. I'm like, your dad's honestly a pastor. I just see him selling grills. He's like, yeah, but he doesn't sell grills 24-7. He's a pastor. And I'm going, so I drove all the way down to Houston. I went there, and there's George Foreman in a congregation preaching to the homeless people, to the poorest people ever, in a super small church. He provided them all dinner, and he went person to person. Most bizarre, most Christ-like service I've ever seen. He says, this is how he does his sermon. He says, does anybody need prayer? And there, everybody, it's like homeless people, divorced people, people who have all sorts of issues. And he went person by person for almost three hours and prayed by for everybody. And he gets to me. It's like, how can I help you? And I'm like, uh, you wrote this book called God in My Corner that gave me the faith to believe that God could heal my son. And I prayed, and he's he can see. And he's like, well, can I hold him? And so I brought him up there. And we got a photo with George. And from that point forward, I recognized that God is real and I'm done. So I sold the DJ business and I put all my energy on do. And so all I want to do is do God's work and I'm not interested in money. And you might say, well, Clay, that's, that's good that you can say that because you have some. And I can tell you, I've suffered a lot throughout my career. I've left at least a half a billion dollars on the table, but I hope that when my kids grow up, they won't think that God was just a fable. You know, I hope they don't grow up and go, well, my dad just thought it was a theory. And so what I'm believing, and it's a call, called a confirmation bias, it's I have data and I'm, 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 I'm aggressively seeking data that confirms my bias. My bias is that we're on the verge of what is called as the last harvest or the great awakening. And it's where everything around you in the book of Isaiah talks about this in Revelations. By the way, Revelations refers to a, a, a dragon, which is the, the, the Chinese emblem. And it talks about everything's going to shake around you and everything you put your hope in, like the FDA. You go, I can't trust that group. The NIH, I can't trust that. Your colleges, I can't trust that. The Federal Reserve, people are going, it's not federal? There's no reserve? What? 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 Everybody you put your hopes in, you start to say, I, I, I thought I could trust the stock market. And then you see the Robin Hood, and you see the GameStop, and you see the manipulation of the markets, and you you start to say, what? I thought I could trust the news. And everything you thought you could trust isn't there, even people you know. And you start to realize, man, that Clay Clark guy, I looked him up, and he's kind of an ass, but God's real. You know, I, I, you start to, we start to move away from hero worship and move into God worship. I think that's what's happening right now. 
and I'm very excited for the great reveal. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm not a prophet, but everything I've read in the Bible parallels what's happening now, and I believe we're headed into um, the great uh, uh, final last harvest, the great awakening. That's what I think is happening. And uh, Sean Lohman, who's probably watching right now, he's probably standing behind me right now as I mention his name. Um, Sean in my office has never really been a religious guy. He's going to church, sitting right up there with me. He's like, he says, hey, man, what's this whole God thing about? Because everything he put, could put his trust in isn't happening. You know, and I, I, so I'm oddly encouraged. I'm excited to know the models are wrong. I'm excited to know the PCR tests are wrong. I'm excited to meet you people. I'm excited to know that 100% of the people who've been treated with budesonide and ivermectin haven't died. That's exciting to me. I know it doesn't maybe seem exciting to some people, but I'm going, look, the models are wrong. The PCR tests are wrong too. And we have treatments that are affordable in America. If you don't have insurance, it's $237 for ivermectin and budesonide. So I'm, and then it says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you in Matthew 5.11. So I'm feeling pretty blessed right now. I, I'm just sensing a momentum shift. And I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. I have never been more in tune to what God is telling me than right now. I'm excited about the future, and it's just going to require everybody watching to share it with your friends. And when they say, I think you're crazy, you go, you know what? Can you take just a second, just for a second? And you, you can all show them. It's all it's right there at timetofreeamerica.com. You can show it to them. I'm not trying to sell anything, okay? You just go there and you say, hey, you see the models are wrong? Can we at least agree on that? And they go, yeah, okay. And you say, you got to share truth with love. That's the hard part. And you say, can we at least agree that the WHO just lowered the, the cycle threshold on the PCR test? They go, yeah, yeah. Can we at least argue that? Can we at least, okay. And do you know that the CDC is calling for concentration camps? And that part, that's part where they, 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 they probably are going to look for a beer. They're going to go, where, where, where's a beer? Do we have a beer? And you're like, it's 9 a.m. We don't have any beer. But they're going to, but if you'll just show them on the CDC's website, and I can send this to all your, your viewers right now, they're calling it interim operational considerations for implementing the shielding approach. And on the CDC website right now, they're talking about separating families based upon risk factors, a.k.a. separating elderly from young. I'm reading here on the CDC website. It says, plan for an extended duration of implementation time, at least six months. They're talking about having only one point of entry allowed. It says one entry point is used for the exchange of food and supplies at the camp. A meeting area is used for residents and visitors to interact while practicing physical distancing. It talks about here in haunting detail. It says that depression, anxiety, and feelings of helplessness and grief, substance abuse, or thoughts of suicide may happen among those who are separated or who are left behind. This is on the CDC's website. So, you know, it's called hieratic scaling. Say the most important thing first. Sit down with your mom or your cousin who thinks you're crazy and just show them this and say, why does the CDC recommend concentration camps? And they'll, they'll go, uh, what? You're crazy. And you're like, hey, denial's not just a river in Egypt. And they'll go, what? And you say, anyway, you show it to them. And right there, you wake people up. And then you say, the models are wrong. And you just got to share the truth with love. And that's been the hardest struggle for me this year, Grace, is sharing the, the, the truth with love. Because I'm going to the store, I don't wear a mask. And then the people at the store look like you, they look at me like I'm an alien. He's not wearing a mask. 
he must be a conspiracy theorist. They're all dressed up like astronauts. And then someone says, where's your mask, bro? And part of me wants to be like, you idiot. How could you possibly not know that the models are wrong, the PCR tests are wrong, and that there's treatments that work that are being kept from you for false reasons? But the average person is just so hero worship. They thought that having Lady Gaga sing hymns at the White House was a, a spiritual act. I mean, that's how, I mean, Justin Bieber's new song, Holy. Have you heard the song? No. And you haven't heard the song? This song, Holy, is about being unholy. It's about, you know, hey, let's have a lascivious girlfriend. And I mean, let, let me just real quick, this I, I probably shouldn't do this, but let me just do this just for a second. This will blow your mind. Are you guys big Bieber fans? Are you guys big Bieber fans? Okay, I'm going to play this for you. This is just let me play it for me one second. This is a commercial that we're not paying to play. I just want you to hear this because this will blow your mind. I got eight more seconds. When you hear this, people were telling me, they're texting me going, it's good Bieber's finally standing up for Christ. Listen to the lyrics of this just for a second. This will blow your mind. This is what I'm talking about. Here's Bieber. Okay. The opening scene of the video, he's in a bed with a woman he's not married to. Here we go. Here we go. So it starts off, he's sleeping with a girl he's not married to. Okay, maybe I'm tracking with you. Don't think that I'll be a saint. Well, obviously you were just sleeping with this woman, but but I might go down to the river. Kind of spiritual language, talking about rivers. Because the way that the sky opens up when we touch it, it's making me say that the way you hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, hold me, feel so holy, holy, holy. That is not a pro-Christ song. It's about lasciviousness. And people are going, Bieber's finally waking up. Just because he said holy and talked about rivers and the sky opening up, what he did was did sacrilege. He could be, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's where we're at right now. But I do believe people will wake up. For anybody watching right now, I do believe people will wake up and you say, you are a delusional optimist. And I'm saying, yes. I mean, America, when we when we stood up and fought against the Redcoats, there was 12,000 Americans who were poorly armed going against 60,000 British troops, and they won. Jesus, at the age of 33, died and left such an impact on the planet, we still talk about him. Martin Luther King Jr., at the age of 39 years old, was told, if you get up there and you talk about that you've seen the mountaintop, you're going to get killed. And he got up there. And he said, I've seen the mountaintop, and I might not get there with you. And it happened. So you talk about, well, you're a delusional optimist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Henry Ford lost it all twice. Thomas Edison and had 10,000 failed experiments that didn't work. I mean, I recall Kobe Bryant missing a lot of shots. I mean, so I, I am encouraged, but we have got to be positive, and you're not going to get the positivity from the mainstream media. That's that's That's... That's just fear-mongering. They love fear. They love fear. Stop watching the mainstream media and start watching this show with Grace and Chris and Steve. and Hart I've never met a Hartmut. Is that your real name or is that a rap yeah, name? My name, Hartmut. Very German. <laughs> <laughs> and Roy, I mean, this is the kind of stuff we need to be watching where you're with real people. None of this hoo-ha with veneers. 
these aren't even real teeth. Me watching ears. We got to stop looking for pretty people that have been augmented to tell us the truth. How does that work? I mean, I've met some of the most shallow people in the world who are in mainstream media. It's just, it's unbelievable. We need to start watching programs like this. What you guys are doing is a great work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's a real pleasure to have you here on the show, Clay. And um, for the German people, I want to say that this weird man who are interviewing right now got an invitation by the White House. So he's not so weird as you think, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Um, I did kind of a weird thing. Uh, Kim Clement is a prophet. And if you go to my uh, Rumble channel, type in Thrive Time Show on Rumble, you can see it there. I, I just posted the video so you can see it. But Kim Clement was a was a prophet, and if you look up, just just watch the video, okay? But he explained what was going to happen in the year 2020, but like over a decade ago, 15 years ago, that kind of thing. And Kim Clement, in one of his videos, said there'll be a man by the name of Mr. Clark who's supposed to get certain information out to the world. And uh, I didn't know who Kim Clement was. Everybody else did apparently. So they they're, they're texting me going, "He's talking, he's talking about you," and I'm going, "Who is he?" And I've never met Kim. And through that, that's how I know Roger Stone. That's how I met Lynn Wood. Because these people started recognizing that the guy who's talking about this stuff is being prophesied about. I have no talent or skill. That's a Kim Clement thing. That's a, that's a God thing. I'm, I'm just a, a vessel, much like Paul, who used to be Saul. He used to be a bad guy. He would round up Christians and take them to the lion's den. Uh, then all of a sudden, God used him. You know, So I'm just being used. I'm an idiot. I'm just being used. But I can say I got the text message from Charles Kola who owns Kola Fitness. So Team Germany, check this out. Go to kolafitness.com. It's a big box gym. Charles sends me a text and says, Kim Clement is talking about you. I read the text. It makes no impact. I didn't get chills. I was just like, this is, I mean, I don't know what this is, but whatever. That's right. I, I honestly said, whatever. Then my booking agent, CJ, calls me and she says, One American News wants you to be on the news. And Newsmax just called. And they want you on. This is all within like an hour. And I'm going, okay. And then I get a call from Richard Manning. And he says, the White House would like for you to be in attendance at a deregulation event. And then I got goosebumps. I'm going, it's happening. And then in the Kim Clement prophecy, he talked about a man who takes up an American flag. And you just have to watch it. And one of my clients comes strolling in within two hours. And he says, hey. Um, I don't know what the deal was, but this morning I put up the American flag and I'm, I feel like God wanted me to tell you. And I'm going, have you talked to Charles? And he says, no, what? No, why? Why? I go, have you been watching some Kim Clement? He goes, who's that? And it just kept happening. And so God's using everybody out there. If someone out there watching this right now, we're all feeling like, man, I'm called to share this or that or whatever. And I would just say, please don't judge the message um, based upon me. I'm not that great, but go to time to free time to free america.com and germany i don't have time to free germany.com but if i did did david hasselhoff would be the mascot i think probably <laughs> no please not <laughs> you'd have knight rider he could save him for germany. <laughs> okay, anyway, but if you go there on to the time to free america.com you can see all the facts there and uh, um, i know bobby kennedy loves germany and i love i know that and i know that the germans are waking up i think germany's one of the first countries to really wake up at, at mass Yeah, and because for, for us German uh, Germans, it is like a déjà vu. Um, for example, on the 27th February 1933, uh, the, our parliament, the German Reichstag, was burning with 
50 petrol canister who were fired by one person who was a communist. And then from this day, we had a dictatorship. And this was the time when uh, the man who told the name, Adolf, uh, became the most powerful man in Germany. And uh, the interesting thing is what uh, there is a website which I want to mention here. This is profitoverlife.org. And on this website, the survivors of the Auschwitz camp have examined the uh, documents of the Nuremberg um, war crime tribunal. And they found out that on the next day of this burning, the IG Farben, which was the chemical industry like BISF, Bayer and Hertz, have paid 500,000 Reichsmark, which is 2 million euros to the, uh, to the German party for doing this job. And uh, Adolf Hitler was uh, supported by the, by the pharmaceutical and chemical industry uh, with 80 million Reichsmark, which is totally $350 million today. And uh, this was all discussed and all um, came out in, the, in, uh, in this document. And as you said, also Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci was a top manager of the company Moderna. Yep. And Moderna is the company which resulted from the, fr from the rest of IG Farben. What you are saying is 100% true. And uh, I would just like to say, essentially, Dr. Fauci is a remnant of the Nazi party that tried to exterminate people in the past. Then they're back. And it's yeah. it's absolutely crazy. And also, people, if they type in uh, influenza pandemic fueled the rise of the Nazi party, New York Post, you type in New York Post influenza pandemic fueled the rise of the Nazi party, you'll discover that the Nazi party abolished the police and confiscated people's possessions and convinced people to go to quarantine camps to protect themselves from the virus. And so it's the same playbook over and over again. Real quick, um, I, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this. Um, Marty, you got to hop in here real quick, Marty. This is my friend Marty, and I know we shouldn't have uninvited guests, but I have to do it because you'll, you'll, you'll probably never have me on again, so I need to do this. Um, Marty, you can wave everybody real quick. This is Marty. You got to be right over here, Marty. Oh. You, yeah, this is Marty. And Marty sells commercial roofs. You see yourself, Marty? You can, you yes. No, we don't see him. Marty, you just kind of wave. Yeah. Hey, Keep moving over, Marty. Keep moving this way. Okay. There you go. That's Marty. There you go. That's Marty. Now, Marty oh. is a guy who operates in this whole prophetic thing. Marty, can you hop on that mic real quick? The, and Marty, he would have freaked me out. You can throw on some headphones if you want. Marty would have freaked me out. He still does freak me out, but he really would have freaked me out two years ago. And Marty, you get these like prophetic words, do you not? Yes, sir, I do. The other day, he, he says, hey, I got a prophetic word for you. And let me just tell you how God's working. Two years ago, I would have been like, get that away. Now I'm going, okay, what do you got there, Marty. Marty, do you send I mean, a spiritual from a, because again, Marty's like a prayer warrior. Everybody in Tulsa, Oklahoma talks about this guy. They go, this is the guy. Can, can you, do you, do you sense, is God showing you things that are happening right now? Yeah. Um, I would say probably about two weeks ago, I was with a prayer group. We pray for the city of Tulsa. And because of all the craziness going on in the nation, we said, Hey, this morning, let's pray for the nation a little while. And as we were praying that, um, I kind of got in what we call get in the spirit. I got in the spirit pretty good. And I saw, if I could show you, I saw a clock. I uh, just had a, a little inner, inward vision. And I saw a clock with the hand 
uh, of the clock ticking backwards. It clicked backwards and backwards like time was going backwards. And the Lord said to me, I'm turning back time, not in the natural as I did in the Old Testament. I'm turning back time in the in the spiritual because I'm going to go back in time and reveal all the bad and the evil men of this nation. And then I had a vision. And now this is pretty wild, but Jesus had a broom. And this is what's crazy. Marty, he's not a researcher guy who's going to do the research that Hartman did. But I'm having like prophetic people tell yeah. me things yeah. that confirmed what I just found in the literal. So I'm more of like the practical. I'm not a guy who's going to go to church and 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 pray that God will reveal to me. I probably should. That He'll reveal to me the the treatment for uh, COVID nineteen. I'm more of the guy who runs to the Christian doctor and says, "What is the proven? Show me what you got." But Marty in the prophetic is seeing things. And then he'll tell me, and I'm going, dude, we just talked about that this morning. Without, it's, keep going, Marty. Yeah, so real quick, it takes just half a second here. So I basically had a vision of Jesus, you know, the mullet and everything, which I you know, had a mullet in the 80s, so I love that. Jesus <laughs> with the mullet, he is sweeping a big pile of dust, about six, of dirt, and I heard the words dust and dirt. And then I said, Lord, I believe that's the, the, the evil of the enemy that's been attacking our nation. Are you going to sweep it to hell? What are you going to do with that? And then I saw a handcuff click around it, and he said imprisonment. So I think we have some exciting stuff coming. Oh, I really hope that you're correct. And that's the kind of stuff that he'll tell me these things. Like two weeks later, it happens, and I'm going, yeah. Marty. And I, But I'm, it's not just from Marty. I want to fire off some listener, some uh, names for people that people can look to. Um, Amanda Grace, she's on YouTube. Lady lives up in New York, shares the truth in advance. She's a Christian believer. It always happens. She actually logs everything that she says, and then six months later, she'll refer to it, and you can see where she said it six months ago. So Amanda Grace is a great resource. Um, and I just wanted to give people, if I can, just a few places to go for truth, because if I get hit by a bus, I think people need to know. In America, the, the, the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H, the Epoch Times is a great source of truth. Um, Mike Adams has a show called Health Ranger, and what's interesting about listening to the Health Ranger is Mike will share you uh, share with you the, the, the truth, but he is a human who shares his emotions with how he processes it. So you might get super depressed after you hear one of his shows and then super excited because he just shares the truth, but he can't help but hiding his emotions. And it's on brighteon.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.com. And the, the show's called The uh, Health Ranger, where he shares the truth. And I would just say the Health Ranger is a great show. I would also say that Epoch Times is a great source. But I can also tell you I'm worried about Newsmax and some of the other media outlets because the pharmaceutical companies are their biggest advertisers. And so they'll always share the truth up to a certain point. And then once you start talking about, as you mentioned there, uh, about the pharmaceutical companies and the connections to Hitler, you start talking about Moderna talking about where Moderna came from, you start talking about Fauci, they'll cut you off. Newsmax won't let you talk about it. So you got to be careful of any of that media right there. Also, steeltruth.com. My good friend Ann Vandersteel runs that, Steel Truth. She used to work with Project Veritas. She has a show. She's friends with General Flynn, uh, uh, General uh, McInerney. Uh, she's friends with all, all the names that you need to know. It's steeltruth.com. And if you guys want to interview her, I'd be happy to off-air get you her contact info. Um, also, Lynn Wood, uh, my friend, he's an attorney, Lynn Wood. 
Um, obviously, it's somewhat self-serving in that we've had fireside chats that we do on Rumble, called just the Linwood fireside chats. However, we don't sell advertisements. And uh, as a reward for sharing the truth, we typically get uh, ostracized, yelled at, uh, people say bad things. Um, but Lynn Wood will unapologetically share the truth. And those are just a few voices that I wanted to give the listeners or, or, or sources of wisdom. And if you go to timetofreeamerica.com, timetofreeamerica.com, um, you can see all the facts there. Also, if you send me a text, um, again, I, I'm not, this isn't like a joke. This isn't a game. If you text the word truth to 918-552-5142, text the word truth to 918-552-5142, you'll get all the facts. Uh, and then as a backup plan, this is a big, ba- this is a big world out there, folks. This is a very big backup plan. You can text my personal cell phone number, okay? And you can text the number 918-851-6920, 918-851-6920. And since we've been on the show, we've had 22 more people just text in. So it, people are doing that, and we're very faithful in getting back to you. But hopefully that kind of, you know, concludes my contribution with hopefully sources of, of wisdom and truth that are beyond my, my knowledge base. Um, what I also want to mention, uh, I really appreciate also your kind of job. And um, there's a very nice example how we can uh, explain this. Uh, there is uh, the Amnesty International report from 1975, in which is explained how the military regime in Greece Uh, which was from 1968 to 1975, um, wanted to enter the European Union. But as it was very famous by torture, uh, 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 for its its torture, uh, the the media explained everything. They brought the truth outside. So the media was the fourth fourth force in the country. And so so the the military regime had to change in democracy. Mm. And this is the power of media. And the alternative media, were, and at the moment, we don't have any media because uh, national socialism and communism are the same side of the same coin. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I agree. Rumble.com is a great resource. Rumble.com, where you can go on that platform until you can't. Parlor was great until it's not because it's not around anymore because Amazon pulled it off the servers. And then Telegram right now is doing well. Um, but Telegram, they're removing it from iPhones. And so... Uh, I just encourage everybody, get out there, get the truth, share the truth, and uh, please put your hopes in God because God has a, a big plan. And turns out I'm not God. I'm not. I'm like God's water boy. I'm not even God's water boy. I'm like the carny in the kingdom of heaven. I'm the carny. I'm like the porta potty maintenance guy that no one trusts. That's what I am. Kind of like the jester. I'm the jester of the kingdom of God. But I would encourage everybody, I mean, when you read the Bible, so many things that are in Revelations and in Isaiah, you're seeing it happen. And I always thought that book is crazy. I thought Isaiah was a crazy book. And now I'm saying, well, that book was an accurate book. I mean, so I, I'm, again, guys, I want to I want to leave, leave your listeners with nothing but encouragement today. I want, uh, now I want to come to my questions. <laughs> yeah. because, um, the situation, I want to uh, ask you as a businessman, because um, the time for all of us, especially in the U.S., um, especially in the situation with the government, etc., is very tough. And uh, I got the information from a professor for mathematical modeling that in the next three to four months, uh, the dollar will decrease to 60 to 40 percent. And at the moment, for example, the stock market in in, uh, in uh, New York 
has stopped, and I think they will fix it right next week. But I think, but uh, but uh, the economy economy situation in America is very very dangerous. What do you recommend people to do right now? Because um, they should see the situation and they have to face the situation. And how do you think? Do you have any recommendations? Yeah, and, I, and this is not going to be helpful uh, for the vast majority of people. But when I when they told my uh, they told me that my dad had Lou Gehrig's disease, you can't dodge it. You know, you can't. Oh, we'll pivot. We'll dodge the bullet. I mean, that's as harsh of a diagnosis as I can have. America, and only way the only way that America and that Germany and other countries can get free of this tyranny is we have to get away from the central bank. This might blow someone's mind, but the Federal Reserve is not federal, and there is no reserve. Now, we could do entire shows about that, but we're going to have to get off of a currency that's controlled by people that hate us, people that hate individual freedom. And so it's going to be like giving birth, which I watched my wife do. We have five kids. I've watched her give birth. And every time I think, I would never want that to happen to me. I mean, I want to get her a trophy and a monument every time she gave birth. I'm going, how is this possible? So our country is going to be, I believe the world's going to be giving birth to a, a renewed um, innocence. When a baby comes out, it's innocent. It smells kind of good, too. You know, little babies, they have little baby, baby breath, the cute little guys. You know, and I think there's an innocence there. There's a purity. There's a recalibration back to their their uh, conscience it's it's awesome but the birth pains which i certainly can't relate to you had to go through it there's just no way to avoid that and i think that's where we're headed in for right now is some birthing pains and i would think anything that can be rocked will be rocked so you might say well should i put money in bitcoin i know a lot of people that are pretty hot on bitcoin uh and then well, what if the power's off i mean we saw the other day solar winds was attacked by china and they control our power grid. So what if the power's off? Or how are you going to go into Whole Foods and say, I know we don't have the lights on here, but I've got a lot of Bitcoin in my account. I don't know. People say equity. I mean, I've got a lot of equity. What do you do? You say, hey, you know, I want some, I want an avocado. And trust me, I have a lot of equity. Gold bars. I don't know how that goes. I mean, if you have a gold bar, you say, I want an avocado. And they go, what am I going to do with that big gold bar? I mean, at a certain point, it's just we have to trust in, in God which is very unsettling for me because I'm an entrepreneur and I want to be able to solve a problem. But I think right now I'm just, we're giving birth to a renewed way of living. This is the great awakening, the great reveal. And uh, if any one of you unzipped your face and became a lizard, that wouldn't shock me. And if um, the tsunami that happened in the Philippines, remember that, that tsunami, that epic wave that happened? If that were to happen, I wouldn't be shocked. If, I, I have no idea. I know I'm reading the Bible, and the stuff that it talks about is pretty radical. So I would just say, put your faith in God and, and know that God has certain promises to protect his people. And that's where I'm going. My heart, Hartman, I wish I had a practical plan for you. I just know I've talked to so many entrepreneurs who are going, man, I put everything in Bitcoin right now, and I, I'm doing great. But if the power goes off, what am I going to do? Or I know a lot of people have tons of land, and they're like, I have a ton of land, but I'm going to get groceries or, you know, everyone's got their own things. So I don't have a practical tip right there. I wish I did, sir. Especially if, if your president is selling the, the electricity grid and the 5G grid to China. 
Hey, thanks for bringing that up. That's a that's a stick in the eye. That wasn't very nice. Don't don't share the facts on this show. <laughs> no, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys uh, for allowing me to harass your international listeners. And, and next time, I'll be prepared and better. <laughs> That's cool. I'm really impressed with how much energy you have because this was my question. Yeah, the most people know what to do. Yeah, they know the six F maybe. The, uh, in their mind, they know that they, in the mind, everyone knows what he has to do in order to get successful. But the most time, they do not have the energy to do it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think God gave me a, a, a gift and a burden called impatience. I have less patience. Uh, than a lot of socialist doctors, you know? I mean, I have let very few patients. I, I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's move, let's go. I am of the belief I'm going to be dead soon. It could be now, it could be later, but I want to go. And I've always been that way. I can't say it's a, 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 something, a, a skill I've developed. I can't say on a practical level. I make my to-do list every day. Every single day I get up at 3 a.m. I make a to-do list at 3 a.m. Every day at 3, I make my to-do list. And then I have a calendar. You're on the calendar right now. I make my calendar and I do what's on my calendar. Um, and then I go to bed at 9 p.m. Get up at three, go to bed at nine every day, seven days a week, same flow, no deviation. I don't travel, so I don't ever get discombobulated. I'm just in the same flow. But I would just say make a to-do list, make a calendar, and know why you're doing what you're doing. Know your goals for your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness, your friendship, and your fun. You'll never see me in a business meeting I don't want to be in. You'll never see me on a trip I don't want to go on. I know what I'm all about, why I'm doing it. I have my goals for my faith, my family, my finances, fitness, friendship. They're all written down. And if you go to a thrivetimeshow.com forward slash free resources, thrivetimeshow.com forward slash free resources. That's thrivetimeshow.com forward slash free dash resources. You can download all my books, but the book, the book, uh, the boom book talks about uh, defining your goals. And I find that people that know their goals uh, want to get there quickly. And people that don't tend to drift around and watch the voice. And if that's not on, they watch reruns of the masked voice and they look for something to eat in the fridge. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. it. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. I know we're uh, wrapping up there. I know you want to finish up, okay? but uh, like a lot of us are obviously fighting to get the message out. Uh, Steve, Chris, and myself, we've had a lot of our videos taken down from YouTube. Obviously, you mentioned about your book. Uh, like, I think you've 13 books. To, your recent book, you weren't able to actually put it on, so you started giving it out free. What yeah. I've noticed is, like, some people that I knew, even high-caliber people, they started writing, saying, what are you posting all this stuff? But I kind of stuck with my guns, stuck with the message. Have you experienced that as well, where there was people... Because, like, I mean, you've had amazing guests on your show. Oh, Have you yeah. people coming out, kind of attacking you to try to calm down and make you change what you're doing? All of them. Everybody. Uh, if I were to write down all of the people who've said terrible things about me or to me directly in the last six months, I would be super depressed. But when I go back to Matthew 5.11 and it says, Blessed are ye who are reviled. For his righteousness sake, I feel good about it. So yesterday I was at uh, Brahms. Marty, you like to like Brahms? I love Brahms. Brahms, ice cream and dairy at the store. Good. I'm in Brahms. 
I'm in Brahms. I'm not going to Brahms to tell you about the Great Awakening. I'm not going to Brahms to talk to you about the truth. I'm just going to Brahms because my son had some friends spending the night, and I wanted to get some supplies, you know. These ice drinks, they're probably not healthy, but they, you know, you know, I mean, they're ice drinks, it's like calorie free, whatever. It's probably terrible for, I don't know, but I'm getting that and I'm getting some pizza from Domino's. I go into Brahms, true story, and a lady's saying, she looks at me kind of weird because she's like, oh, you're the guy, you know, that kind of thing. Because people go on YouTube and they type in my name and Bill Gates, and there's a video that can't be deleted. People keep deleting my name and it pops back up again. People are making their own version of my Newsmax appearance. And she says, I want you to know my husband got his hair cut, true story, at this place in Tulsa. And every employee there tells me that you will not allow your employees to wear masks. What is wrong with you? Now, I've never met this person, ever. I've never met them. And I'm going, okay. Again, truth and love. Uh, do you know that the models that said the 2.2 million people would die or fall? And she's at this point, she's so much. She's not really she's not willing to talk. Where's your mask? Where's your mask? You know, this is a late. I don't, I've, never, I've never met this lady. And I thought, oh, well, I must be blessed. Because, I mean, somebody's just controlled by fear. Remember, fear blocks logic. And we could get into this, but we don't have time for it. But the amygdala is the emotional processing center of the brain. The, the amygdala is the emotional processing center of the brain. The amygdala is controlled by fear. Logic cannot prevail. That's why when you worry, you should worship. Whenever you're starting to worry, you should worship. You can't think logically when you're freaked out. That's why you shouldn't do your accounting when you're jumping out of a plane. You shouldn't be, probably be jumping out of a plane at all. But if you are jumping out of a plane, you probably shouldn't be doing your accounting while skydiving. And so, yeah, and it's crazy because I'm at Brown. I'm like, like, I am being attacked by a soccer mom at Brahms. The, she's wearing the visor, got the double masks. So there's no like way you can even connect. You can't see her facial expression, but she was pissed. Woo! And I'm going, wow. So then my wife, she says, hey, you get all this stuff? How was it? I don't want to tell you, we've got attacked by an astronaut at Brahms, but that's what it's like. You have an ox oxygen pack on her back or anything? No, but she wore the visor and she had two masks on. It was just weird. And I'm just so yes, I, I I encounter a lot of persecution, but my heroes did too. Specifically, my hero being Jesus. Okay, thank you, Claire. I wish I had a better spin on that, but that's well, that's good. I let Steve well, know. I mean, yeah, we've been going a long time, and a lot of the things were kind of covered that I was going to ask. So, I mean, in the name of um, uh you know, time, I'm okay not to ask. I mean, the one thing I did want to touch on because you, you're um, so uh, in tune with the spiritual aspect and the uh, Christian aspect is I see this as sort of a, um, a fight between Satan and and light in a sense. Do you, I mean... Well, okay. And I want Marty to comment briefly. And I realize that you did not ask Marty to be on your show, but I think this is... Uh, Again, I, I kind of I know where I can go deep with you, and I know um, that's why I've been successful as an entrepreneur. Is that I I know when it's time to f bring in the expert. I also know when it's time to not bring in the expert. But it says in the Bible, it says, "For we battle, it's for we battle not against flesh and blood." Okay, this is Ephesians chapter six, verse twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You move on to verse 13. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand the evil of the day, and having done all to stand. Verse 14. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. We got to put on the armor of God. And so I would just say this. I'm a really weird, pale streaker without the armor of God. That's how I look. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's like I got to put on the armor of God or I got nothing. But I mean, Marty, uh, Marty, what's your company, by the way? And we're not trying to sell anything. But what's your company so people can look you up? Advanced Commercial Systems. Advanced Commercial Systems. He's in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. How would you how would you describe the spiritual battle that we're encountering, or would you even call it a spiritual battle? It's one hundred percent a spiritual battle. A battle, and only really what we see is those people that are looking on the inside and listening to the spiritual side are able to detect that aspect of it. Jesus, uh, you know, every all the letters in the in the New Testament that Jesus spoke, they are in red. So you, I think they because they can glow in the dark. Okay, that was a joke. But in John ten, the gospel of the gospel of John, the tenth chapter, Jesus said. The enemy, which we know is that spiritual evil, the, the bad guy, Satan, Lucifer, enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And then Jesus goes on to say, I, although I come to give life and life more abundantly, there is the complete opposite two directions. Yep. And that's why we stand on the side of life. So you might say, well, why would someone re wrestle animals out of a cave? Out of, why would he wrestle bats out of a cave and mix it with humanized fetal tissue. I mean, why would somebody want, why, why would somebody be super in favor of abortions, late-term abortions, post-term abortions? Why would they take fetal tissue and mix it with naturally occurring coronaviruses? That's called gain-of-function research. That sounds evil. It's because it is evil. Now, in the Bible, this is, uh, this is how you get over the worry so you can start to see the way that Marty talked about this. And again, I'm kind of new to the Christian team, okay? So just, but get Ephesians chapter one. Everybody open up to chapter one. And please read the whole thing. Don't, don't just take my word. It takes you about four minutes, three minutes. But it says we're supposed to pray without ceasing. It says specifically, verse 16, cease not to give thanks for making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know the hope of his calling, and what the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. For above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. What that means is you pray without ceasing, so you start to have enlightenment, understanding. The, the spirit of fear leaves you. Then you can see when the when the when the the, the when the deception the, the fog of deception is gone, you can see the truth. And then you have to know that God has unbelievable power that He's given to His church and to His people, and we just have to stand on those promises. And uh, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have a word for the word uh, we wouldn't have a word for the verb faith if we didn't need it. I mean, why would we have that? I mean, I believe in things unseen. So 
Am I freaked out? Yes. I'm a, like I told you, I'm a, I'm a streaker in the game of life without the armor of God. So sorry for the visual, but that's my thought. You just, we got to go out there and put on the armor of God every day. And again, I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Five. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on uh, your broadcast and for lowering the standards to a level needed to allow me in lowering the curve. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. No, thank you, Clay. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you on today as well. And uh, I know the listeners, you've definitely been, uh, I won't say one of you, have been the most energetic person we've had on the show um, by far. <laughs> so because, yes, we're talking about doom and gloom um, a lot of the times because like, you need to talk about that stuff to get past actually realize what's going on in the world. But you, you brought it not only with a lot of truth as well, but uh, with the energy and the smile on your face that people can adapt to that and actually take along with it and do their own research, which is very important like you're saying, with the critical thinking and all that as well. And all the, you know, the documentation, the links and the websites you've been giving out to us as well um, has been fantastic for people uh, listening as well. So just before we go, is there briefly anything you would like to, to say positively? You said a lot of it already, but just to listeners, because as you say in your book says as well, that word fear has got so many people down because of the models, because of all the stuff we've assessed already. But these well, people are paralyzed. It's just just on a, in, in a 30 second. Yeah, well, fear is a false evidence appearing real. The models were false, false evidence. They said 2.2 million people would die. They were false, funded by Amazon, Bill Gates. The PCR tests were falsely calibrated to provide more false evidence appearing real. The actual treatments are very real. They work, okay? It's budesonide and ivermectin. I like that idea so much. We helped to build a website called budesonideworks.com, budesonideworks, where doctors are listed who are willing to provide that treatment. Or you can text my text me again. Just send me a text. And when you do, I'll send that all to you. So that way you can share it with your friends and family. You can be the cool guy at the party that knows of the effective treatments for COVID-19. Just text the word truth to 918-552-5142, 918-552-5142. And uh, when we wrap up today, when you guys finish producing the show and doing what you do, if you could send me the video files, I'll put it on our Rumble channel where currently we have, I think, 108,000 subscribers. So I'll put it up there too, and hopefully we can reach a broader audience there. So whatever you go, whenever you're done with the video, send it to me and I'll put it out there. That's amazing, Clay. We all really uh, appreciate that. That's, that's fantastic because we're all about just getting the message, like you're getting the word out there to the people and waking up the masses. Um, so, no, we really want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts today. And we also want to thank all the listeners who have sent in loads of messages. I know there's still questions coming in as well, but unfortunately, we only, we've gone over the time as it is. And um, we'll be here for another couple of hours because I know Clay likes to talk and we like to listen as well. So um, it would just go on for hours and hours. So, unfortunately, that's all we can provide with people today. So on behalf of the Freedom Broadcasters, just like to say our next show will be on next weekend where we'll have Dr. Pam Popper on. So please do uh, stay tuned for that one next week. But uh, for today, um, thank you again, Clay, and thanks to everybody who has participated again today. I'm going to have an accent next time I come on, so I sound more respectable. <laughs> I'm just glad you <laughs> Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate you having me on the show today. It was great. All right. <laughs> it was awesome. You guys are the best. <laughs> at least now you know at least now clay you know what to expect so you have to imitate all the accent yeah well, all your listeners they, they probably thought if i'm from oklahoma they thought well i appreciate y'all having me on uh, your show here and i wanted to tell you about a raccoon i caught yesterday <laughs> <laughs> you guys take care right yeah, Thank you. yeah. brilliant yeah. thanks a lot clay. thank you all the best yep. thanks Bye. cheers
So also, <laughs> is 